Next on BYU Sports Nation, a big piece of the BYU defense is out for the season. What's the impact? If Zach Wilson starts on Saturday for the Cougars, what are the expectations for the freshman? Plus, the most savage moment in BYU sports history, and Jimmer did something, so let's talk about it. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's great to have you. It is Wednesday, October 10th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is getting some dental work done. So I'm teamed up with a man who loves to run to the hills, Jason Shepard. <laughs> I do like to run to the hills. And when I run to the hills, you know what I like to listen to? Iron Maiden. No, Savage Garden. Oh, get out of here. No, seriously. You literally were listening to I was Savage just Garden listening like three to minutes three ago. different songs of Savage Garden. Because you brought up Savage Moments. Yeah. And every time you yeah. say the word Savage. You think of Savage Garden. I think of Savage Garden. Yet I don't know what that says about me. to Savage Garden. I, I literally did. Well, the Run of the Hills reference is we listen to Iron Maiden Run mm-hmm. of the Hills. Yeah, that's all like our pump-up song. When you and I do a show, we listen mm-hmm. to that uh, song for some reason. I don't Oh, because we we're talking about a Jim Rome thing. Back yes, Jim Rome had a bit that I've been trying to find for years. And it didn't suck. And it was all about Run to the Hills, and he would play that song, just a small clip of it. And I've yet to hear the bit. It, it was hysterical, and I, I cannot find it anywhere. Yeah. Okay, here's what's ahead on BYU Sports Nation. Compelling and rich program coming up. Our two-on-one with Hawaii transfer Dylan Colley in 15 minutes. You'll never guess who's talking trash with him from his old team <laughs> about cinnamon rolls. I'm not kidding. Mm. In 30 minutes, the most savage garden moments in BYU sports history. <laughs> and Mark Lyons joins us in studio in 40 minutes. What does he expect to see out of the BYU quarterback position on Saturday? But first, let's cook up some headlines. Last night on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, the coach delivered some bad news about senior linebacker Zane Anderson. Unfortunately for Zane Anderson, his season has come to an end, and he'll have surgery in the next week or so. Um, But we will redshirt him because he's only played in four games, and he'll be a senior for us next year. In his four games this year, Anderson had 23 solo tackles, 36 tackles, which, by the way, was second on the team, and an interception at Wisconsin. Anderson expected to return next season. Also, running back Squally Canada's status for Saturday remains unclear as he did not practice yesterday. That's bad news for BYU. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of bad news, Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald announces he will play in Saturday's game against BYU through six games. This is just through six. He missed last week. McDonald was thrown for 2,100 yards and 24 touchdowns. That is second in the nation. The, the, what wonderful news we're delivering here today. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette dropped 41 points in the Shanghai Sharks' loss to the Houston Rockets last night in Houston. He also had nine rebounds, three assists, and two steals. His Jimmerness has still has it. Come on, GMs. It's time to sign him. Okay. BYU men's golf places fourth at the Jerry Pate Collegiate Invitational. Peter Quest was the top finisher for the Cougars, taking home third place honors. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. <sighs> Zane Anderson's out. He's uh, missed two games, came back, uh, but he is out for the season, which is a bummer. The senior converted safety to linebacker. One of BYU's best playmakers. So the good news, he'll be back next season. The bad, 
He can't help the Cougars anymore this season. So, Jason, what's the impact of Zane Anderson missing the rest of the season? Well, the impact is you're without one of your best defensive players in a game where you need a very good defensive performance. I mean, that's the immediate impact, certainly. It's also magnified because of the other injuries on defense, but specifically a linebacker. I mean, you've got Butch Pau getting closer to 100%, but that's going to take some time. I mean, it was obvious that he wasn't the same guy against Utah State that we saw the first couple of weeks of the season. And while it certainly stinks for Zane specifically to miss the rest of the year, and obviously for the BYU football team, it really could be a blessing in disguise if you think about it. Not only for him, but the BYU defense to get him back, as you mentioned. I mean, this with a a lot of seniors graduating, to be able to have that type of talent and that type of experience coming back, that, that could certainly be good. Uh, a good thing for next year. But for right now, that, that stinks for, for Zane and certainly for the defense. Yeah, it's, it's a big blow. Something happened during or after the Wisconsin game because Anderson missed the McNeese and Washington games, tried to play against Utah State, but you're right, he wasn't the same guy. Since 2016, Butch Powell hasn't been the same guy. He's been banged up, and when he's been in there, he's not been the same kind of player. So Sione Takitaki is kind of your lone ranger back there of those starting three. To make all the plays. So in a group that has eight of its 16 players as seniors, the linebackers that is, many are now unproven. Now we'll see who shows up for the back half of the season. Um, but it's a big deal that Zane isn't in there. Another potential product of a brutal September. I've talked about it. I, I, I don't think Spencer feels the same way as I do on this topic, but I feel that if BYU is going to load up September, you just risk being more injured than normal. Um, playing a bunch of power fives, so... Unfortunately, Zane Anderson is out. So who replaces him? Riggs Powell is an option at Flash. Potentially Isaiah Kafusi plays the position that Sione Takitaki was playing, and Sione Takitaki moves over. We've seen Takitaki at middle linebacker, so there are options. But the bottom line is Hawaii is in town this week, and as you mentioned, Jason, one of the best passing attacks and offenses in the country yet again in Provo. It hasn't boded well the last two weeks for the BYU defense. This is a huge game, and no, Zane Anderson is not good. That's not good. No, he's. this was a guy that we were talking about a lot in fall camp, and everybody that we talked to raved about what he was doing on the field. Moving in, everyone was talking about replacing Fred Warner, and just how he, while he wasn't Fred Warner, he was bringing his own take to that position, and everybody was super impressed. And then we saw it. We saw how well he was playing that position. So for him to be out, again, Long-term, in terms of maybe next year, it's a really good thing. But BYU's defense is going to miss him. They are going to miss his ability to make plays. And, and it was, like I said, that the Utah State game, there were a couple of times where he was trying to tackle guys. It just wasn't able to do it. And, right. and, and he doesn't win the game if he's healthy per se, but it certainly no, helps. But it certainly helps. So, yeah, not having him, that, that is a big loss. The biggest topic of discussion this week has centered around the quarterback position. What? What? I know that's a little surprising to everybody. Will the coaches stick with Tanner Mangum, or have they seen enough from Zach Wilson in practice and at the end of the Utah State game to give him a shot to lead this offense? So, Jerem, if Zach Wilson starts, what do you expect to see from the freshman on Saturday? If he does, I would expect BYU to move the ball a lot better through the air. He's also a run threat. And if Squally Canada can't play... I would think that BYU would be more prone to starting Zach Wilson because he can run the rock. We saw what he could do against Utah State, but in in high school he was a runner as well. 
a little RPO action could be in order for BYU run pass option. They're, the playbook opens up a little bit, right? So suddenly BYU could be more explosive, not only potentially in the run game, but in the pass game because BYU could now push the ball down the field. Tanner Mangum had one completed pass of 40-plus in six games. That is just awful, okay? This stat, courtesy of Greg Rubel, an explosive drive is one in which a team averages 10 yards per play on that drive game. BYU has 72 drives this season. You want to guess how many explosive drives the Cougars have? Three. Two from Tanner Mangum, one in the Wisconsin game, one in the Utah State game, out of 69. In the three drives that Zach Wilson has had, one of them has been explosive. It was the final touchdown drive. Now, that's not enough volume to prove a point, but a little bit, right? That Zach Wilson can be explosive. I I don't know about the stats without Squally Canada, but BYU would lean on Zach and Zach or Lopini, right? A freshman backfield. So I'm not sure what to expect in terms of statistics, but I feel like BYU's ceiling would be higher in its ability to push the ball down the field running and passing with the quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you in terms of statistics. I, I don't know what to expect in terms of that. Probably a 300-100. Why not 300-200? No. <laughs> Why not 400-200? No. Let's just do that. I would go 50 and 200. That would be my <laughs> Look, here's yeah. the very first thing that popped into my head when I thought about this question. Confidence. I, I would, the one thing I would expect from Zach Wilson if he starts is to go out and be confident. This kid is a confident young man. He's confident in his abilities, confident in just about everything he does. So I, I, there's no question in my mind he would go in with the confidence to do that. But because he's still young in both age and in game reps, I would also expect him to make some mistakes. It's, it's just what happens when you're a young quarterback. I'd expect him to keep plays alive with his feet, like you mentioned. We saw that a couple of times where he was able to, to run out of the pocket and buy himself some time. Sometimes he was able to throw it. Sometimes he was able to continue to run. But it just at least gives you that option. And, and I would expect to see him, to your point, taking more risks than what maybe Tanner does. And, and mostly because Zach probably doesn't know better on some of those throws. Tanner has been in. He knows you know, that's probably not a, a high percentage throw. Maybe you should shy away from that. Zach, being a young guy, you, know, you come in and I, I can make that throw. And maybe you take a few more risks because you don't really know any better. And again, I don't think that's a bad thing but I would expect to see more of those types of plays. This offense is going to need to take some risks given how good the Hawaii offense is to me. Oh, you're, they're going to have to score. It's the same yeah. thing we talked about Utah State. Yes. you, you got to score to keep up. Speaking of, yesterday after practice, Hawaii sophomore quarterback Cole McDonald told the media he's back. He'll play against BYU. He's expected to start Saturday, according to himself. McDonald misses, uh, missed last week's game at home against Wyoming. So how much does Cole McDonald playing influence this game? It brings us to our stat of the day, by the way. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Does it influence? How about the fact that Cole McDonald is second nationally in pass yards and TDs? Yeah, uh, it influences everything, yes, Jerem. Every single aspect of their offensive production it influences. When you have a player that is locked in like he is, it's not just because of what he's doing. Alone. I like what you did, locked in like dreadlocks. I, I didn't mean that. But <laughs> if you, you got wanna, gray hair, dude. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to have that tie-in, that's fine. I'll, locked I'll, in. I will play that. Uh, Fantastic. Play it like I meant that. You're the best. <laughs> 
it's not just because of what he's doing. He's got guys around him that are also making plays, namely wide receiver John Ursua. Oh, he's the who's truth, dude. First in the country in receiving touchdowns, the third overall in, in touchdowns scored with 13. I mean, it is legitimate, and having him back there is, is a huge plus. It goes without saying the pass defense will sort of be important this week for BYU. He will test every aspect of the BYU defense. That's how influential he is. Yes, it's it's a big deal. In fact, the line was 8 when it started, BYU an 8-point fave. It went up to 15 yesterday, and now it's down to 11 now that Cole McDonald... It goes all the way 11 to 11? And a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the way down to 11 and a half. So, uh, Cole McDonald, when he's been the quarterback for Hawaii, has uh, scored 40-plus in... F- in five of the six games he started. Okay, the only one he didn't was 21 against Army, and that Army team almost beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma. McDonald gets the ball out quick. He makes good decisions. This is a big deal for the Cougar defense, okay? I'm not sure the BYU offense can outpace the Hawaii offense. So I think that the Cougar defense needs to show up on Saturday and help BYU hold, hold Hawaii to less than 30. And I think BYU's offense got us to score a season-high 31-plus in this game. And if Zach Wilson is the guy, that that is kind of a lot to expect if Zach Wilson starts the game uh, as a freshman in the first game. So how how much does BYU weigh that? Like, how much does Cole McDonald playing uh, weigh into the decision of what BYU quarterback BYU starts? Because it's a lot to expect a freshman to come in and and be gangbusters. And Zane Anderson's out. So there's a lot of things that aren't kind of lining up for BYU going into this game. And it's a big matchup. I think, I think this is a really important game for BYU that they need to win if they're going to make a bowl game. I think the defense that the BYU offense will face has more to do on making the decision at who starts a quarterback than whether or not Cole McDonald plays or not and how many points they have to score. I think it's based off of the defense. And Hawaii's defense is not, it's not great. I'm not saying they're not good, but they're, it's not great. You should be able to score. During NBA preseason, it's, uh, it's very common to see teams from other countries travel to the United States to face NBA teams. Last night, just one of those occasions when Jimmer Fredette and his oh! Shanghai Sharks were in Houston to face the Rockets. The former Cougar finished with 41 points to lead all scores, including the reigning MVP, James Harden, who, by the way, hit nine threes in that game last night. Did last night prove, Jerem, that Jimmer deserves another shot in the NBA? No. How but, dare you? But it was fun. How dare you? It was really fun. You know, he was yelling Baccio Gaywall, like pass me the dang ball in Chinese and <laughs> he was he scored forty one. He also took forty shots. <laughs> forty shots. What is that mean? Morning pickup? Church? That's awesome. Um no, it was fun to see Jim Fredette kind of do his thing, you know, in in a game. His team lost one twenty eight eighty six, so it's it's just an exhibition, you know. Yes. It was fun. It doesn't mean that he needs another shot in the NBA. He's doing great with Shanghai. He's making money. He's got a shoe deal. Like, everything's great. Look, unfortunately, no, he's probably not going to get the uh, the shot. in the. Look, nobody... He had 40 shots, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> nobody in the NBA has ever said that Jimmer wasn't an elite scorer. Everybody knows he can score. That's not the problem. It's how he gets his points, meaning how many shots he takes. To your point, 40 mm-hmm. shots. Kobe was like, that's a lot of as, shots. As much as I want Jimmer in the association, no NBA team is going to give him the green light to take 40 shots in a game, right. which obviously is, is how many he took. I want Jimmer in the NBA, but I also want Jimmer to be Jimmer. And Jimmer, to your point, is in a good spot to be able to be Jimmer. And that's – he's making a lot of money. He's the, the, the focus of the offense. He has the green light to shoot anytime he wants. And that, that's just not going to happen at the level he needs to be that effective in the NBA. It's not. 
I want him in the NBA because I think he's an NBA player. But he's he's Jimmer being Jimmer. He's where he's at is is a good spot for him right now. When I landed in Sao Paulo to go on my LDS my, vacation, my mission trip for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, I saw Your the workout vacation. I saw the bright. Yeah, I just worked out for two years. I saw the brightest green I'd ever seen in the grass. That is the shade of green for the green light of Jim. <laughs> like, it is neon, man. It's awesome. Our question of the day is this. If Zach Wilson starts on Saturday, what do you expect to see from him? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Jared Smith on Facebook weighs in. A true freshman with ups and downs reflecting that status. I think he is talented, though, and will show enough promise to keep the team and fans engaged for the rest of the year. I'm with Jared. I expect if uh, Zach Wilson starts, the BYU could be more explosive, but also there could be some freshman mistakes. Like, it's going to come with the territory. You would expect that, absolutely. That's sure. just what you get when you have But I'm willing to take that risk at this point, you, the you, way the BYU offense is playing. You need something to jumpstart the offense. There's no question and, about And emotionally. That. I think the fan base is ready for a switch at quarterback just to inject some energy and life into it. Right now, it's a little, it's a little eh, been blown out the last two games. Let's, let's see something else. Well, it, it, if a quarterback uh, change is in the works, don't expect an announcement before because Jeff Grimes said on Coordinator's Corner when asked, they'd probably keep it to themselves until Saturday. So if there's going to be something, don't expect a, an announcement before that. Coming up, we talk about uh, just rubbing it into the opponent, a la the Red Sox spreading the news in New York. Savage moments will enjoy history. Moments. Okay. And why is a former teammate talking trash to another player about his mom's cinnamon rolls? No, I'm, I'm serious. We'll tell you coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. I want cinnamon rolls now. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, get better acquainted with Cougars past and present as Greg Rubel hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. It's behind the mic with Greg Rubel. Tonight, Greg will talk with former quarterback John Walsh and senior associate athletic director Liz Darger. Tune in tonight on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed the show live... There are things called podcasts, uh, and you can watch the show on BYUSN.com and experience it uh, whenever you want. Our question of the day, if Zach Wilson starts on Saturday at quarterback for BYU, what do you expect to see from him? Weigh in on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Nolan underscore Nielsen one on Instagram. Energy, excitement, and a much improved offense because of Zach's ability to pass and run. And then we enter the fray of, okay, you have a running quarterback, so you're one play away, Right. When you have a passing quarterback, you're also one play away, but you're just not in the mix for a potential injury. So hopefully Zach Wilson stays healthy. If he's the guy, we'll see. Perhaps Tanner Mangum's the guy. Perhaps he I, – I don't know. But if Tanner Mangum's in the game, the leash is short, man. You just think about everything that's changed, the dynamic that's changed since Taysom Hill was here. Because of what he brought and his ability – to run with the ball and to to keep plays alive with his legs. It has changed everybody's perception of what a quarterback at BYU should be able to do. Well, it's just nice when if you can't push it with your arm, you gotta be just get it done. I don't care how you do it, just get it done. And right now it's not it's not happening. BYU's hosting the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, and with that matchup comes the obvious storyline of UH transfer Dylan Colley's return to the mainland after three years in Honolulu. 
Collie caught his first TD Saturday as a Cougar, and now he's facing his old teammates. And he's the subject of this week's two-on-one from the Student Athlete Building. Dylan, I know that everybody wants to know how you feel about facing your old teammates. So let's start there. How do you feel about facing your old teammates? It's You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just like another day of football, but... Ultimately, when it comes down to it, the mindset, preparation, it, it won't change for me. So if you get too much, if you get caught up too much in it, then, you know, you kind of end up overanalyzing and find yourself in an uncomfortable position, and that's not how I want to play. So I'd much rather be much more comfortable, and that's just prepping the same way I have for every game this season. Do you think there will be some guys that are friendly and funny about it, but maybe a couple that are, like, mean about it before? Because there's always a wide array of teammates, right? Yeah, actually, yesterday I already had one of my teammates text me, after I put a picture of my mom's cinnamon rolls from General Conference, and he said, well, you better eat all those cinnamon rolls now before I come and eat all the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, it was the punter. So, <laughs> so, so there's going to be a few guys who, you know, maybe two or three who take it kind of a personal thing, and the rest will just, you know, enjoy the chance to be out there together because, you know, I'm, they're, they're close. We're close with them. I love cinnamon roll food, General Conference trash talk. It is the best trash talk that exists. Only at BYU. Only at Bra- only at Brigham. Yeah, yeah. only exactly. at Brigham. Yeah. Now I know that you're all in on BYU, and you are a guy that prides himself on staying focused. That said, how much have you paid attention to what your old teammates are doing this season and what they've accomplished on the field? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I keep up with it every single game, and I love those guys, and I want them to be, you know, the second best team in the nation. But. Uh, you know, it's uh, you see that they are they are successful and they're doing a lot of good, and I'm I'm proud of the way that they're doing it. And now we just get a a, a good test coming into Lovato Stadium this weekend. And it's pretty wild too. the The change has been dramatic. Six and one, and uh, you know, winning a bunch and throwing a bunch. So what what have you noticed from them uh, that's changed? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the the mentality, especially that Coach Rolo's put into him. Um, he's a phenomenal coach, and he's kind of taking the wheel in terms of what's going on with the offense. And so, as he does that, he, he's he's a uh, he's a brilliant mind. And so, um, for them to be able to do what they have, it's they've had the potential to do it all along. And now that he's really the focus and the one that's behind it all, it's uh, it's really come, it's bloomed. I guess would be the best way to put it. How would you explain the current state of the BYU offense? Just as good as it's always been, man. And that's, that's the thing is when you have the opportunity to have a brand new offense and you focus on so many different facets of it, it's maybe hard for people to see because of what's gone on in terms of numbers, but we've progressed in everything every single week in terms of you know, the, the passing, the running, the motions, the sweeps, the shifts, all of that stuff. It's, you know, it's not just some offense that you come in and everything's going to work out right away. It, it has to build and it has to grow, and that's why college football coaches aren't built on one-year contracts. It's, it's big, and so you know, this, this offense is being – a foundation's being laid, and we're going to continue to do that, and we're going to execute every, way, every week in the best way that we can so that it is you know, the best option for us to win. What are a few things that need to be better executed on the field Saturday? I mean, I think we just, you know, we obviously just need to throw the ball a little bit better. We need to be able to, and that's, that's O-linemen, that's quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. Um, you know, I think of the things that we did last weekend, and there was some good and there was some bad. And so we need to be able to put that all into one area of good. And there's, it's not going to be perfect, but we need more good than we do bad. And that, that starts with us as players. How much have injuries factored into BYU's recent struggles against Washington and Utah State? 
Um, not, not so much. And I think that's simply just because of the amount of talent that we have here. Not a lot of programs have as much talent as we do. And I know a lot of people will say, how, how is that the case? You know, you're not even a power five. You guys are independent. But what we have here at BYU is discipline, toughness, you know, and, and there is athleticism. And so when you get all three of those together, which a lot of places don't have all three, and we're lucky enough to have all three. And so the depth of it um, at each position is, is impressive. Buried in the Utah State game is your first career touchdown as a Cougar, is it, is it not? And somewhat bittersweet in that, you know, the score isn't what you want, but what was it like to catch a touchdown for BYU finally? It was fun. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I think, you know, my smile expressed it after, and uh, to be able to do that in Lavelle Edwards Stadium is, is awesome. Do I wish that it was on the other end and maybe we were up 30? Absolutely. But, you know, it, uh, it got a little, at least a little bit of momentum going for us, and, you know, I think it'll be good going into this week. What was the rhetoric like? From the point of after the game up through now today on Monday, from your coaches to you and, and what you want to do against Hawaii? Yeah, I think really it came down to the fact that our coaches letting us know that they trusted us and they have all the confidence in the world of us and that, you know, just because we've lost a couple games and we've lost the two in a row doesn't mean that we can't come out on top. And so I think their confidence in us and their trust in us, um, that, that builds a lot of, you know, confidence in ourselves and, and knowing that, you know, even though it's been a little bit of a downtrodden couple of weeks, we still have the opportunity to to be a very, very good football team, and, and that's what we're going to do. And so now we just need to relay that to all the players and, and make that happen. It feels like this offense has been, uh, the success has been contingent on being able to run the ball and then don't turn it over. Um, there have been a couple times, like Saturday or Friday, where the run game isn't there. So how, do, how does the offense adjust to, okay, if the run game isn't there, let's still be able to be competitive passing it. Yeah, and I, and I think that that really just comes down to where we start in the week. And, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've started really well in the past game and practices and things like that. And then um, towards the end, it's just a matter of making sure that we stay focused on those types of things. And as players, we need to just have that confidence to know that we can get in a rhythm. No matter at what point the pass game is, you know, becomes into effect and things like that, if the run game isn't there, um, it's a matter of just as, as receivers knowing that we need to be ready at all times. And, and that can be tough, but it's what you got to overcome to be a great, great receiving core. When there is a conversation emerging and gaining strength about a potential change at quarterback, and really Kalani said at all positions he's considering changes, how do you process that as a player, as a receiver, knowing that, okay, well, I'm just going to go out there and play, but, but you might be catching balls from two different quarterbacks? Right, and I think that's the way that they've had it really set up all camp long. I mean, we took just as many reps from Zach as we did Tanner, and no matter who's in there, I mean, I – I genuinely like. I genuinely trust both those guys to lead us to where we want to go, um, and you know I think they're both very talented, talented quarterbacks, and um, I love them both, and they're both great friends and things like that. And so, just the opportunity to be able to say, okay, what can I do as an individual to be able to help prepare myself for no matter who's there or what's there or who we're playing against? Um, that just comes down to how you prepare as an athlete and what makes you a good athlete. And if you're going to sit there and focus on little things like that, then it's going to be a, a rough. A rough couple days and then leading into the game you're not going to know what's going on so um, you can't focus too much on that type of stuff we're six games into the season which is pretty wild uh there's been some really high highs some lows um what what were some of the highlights from the first six in your opinion that you hope to kind of recreate in the back six yeah i think just in terms of the mentality i think of the way that we went into wisconsin um the confidence that we had the confidence that not only us as players had but coaches and the people around us had um that was probably one of the greatest highlights that you know that I can take away from the the six games. I think um, when we did get our pass game going, especially this last week. I mean, 
we were moving the ball when we were throwing the ball. And so, you know, to see receivers like Leva and Micah and, you know, guys like that just making plays on a consistent basis, that, that's, that's pretty dang good. Um, and I think the third one would just be the offensive linemen. I mean, those guys work every single day, and they are grinders, and they are very good at what they do. And so as we continue to build off them, then we're going to have a successful next half of the season. Um, and some things that we just need to work on, I think it's just, just confidence, confidence in ourselves, and knowing that no matter what anybody says, this team is, is a very, very good football team, and we just need to pull it out of ourselves in times of weakness, and that's right now. So we've got a good test in front of us. All right, let's finish with this. Where do you feel like you can exploit Hawaii's defense and have success on Saturday night? Um, that's a good question. Because they are so sound, I think that you know Coach Platoon has come in and he's done a very good job um, with, the, with the defense, and they bring a lot of pressure. But I think over the middle and things like that, they have you know, uh, weakness because of the amount of pressure that they do bring. But um, no matter what, whatever we do, I hope that we can explode, you know, all the exploit any weakness that they have. Um, but they are a very disciplined and sound defense, and so we just need to be able to take advantage of what we can. I'm looking forward to a potential Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson matchup. Because there's a Zach, there's a Wilson, Zach Wilson playing, playing for Hawaii. Hawaii. There is a Zach Wilson playing we'll for Hawaii. He's got two interceptions. <laughs> Same spelling. Let's hope the other Zach Wilson has zero interceptions, right? Yes, yes. Very different people, though. <laughs> Very different people. Are you bringing the cinnamon rolls on Saturday? <laughs> I am. Okay. I'm bringing them all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. No worries. No worries. Dylan Colley earlier in the week, uh, cinnamon rolls, general conference, two Zach Wilsons. Uh, there's a lot to discuss there. If we had really thought this through, we hadn't. We should have come back after that interview eating With cinnamon, cinnamon roll. rolls. Well, I got to call out the production set. No, no, no. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm saying we should have had, we should have gotten cinnamon rolls. Yeah, yeah. The control room is really angry right now. Because I... Because we all want cinnamon because rolls. Because I really, really want a cinnamon roll right I, now. I, uh, I want to see more out of Dylan Colley and the offense. But Dylan Colley, eight catches, one touchdown, 11 yards per game right now. When Dylan Colley came over, I thought he would be one of the leading receivers. I think we need to see more Dylan Colley. Perhaps... Uh, if there's a change of quarterback, that there are more passing yards, and maybe that uh, is an increase of the whole, the whole tide for the whole team. Yeah, wh- whether know. whether it's Dylan, there just needs to be more plays made. I think that's what the or what chunk they, plays in the well, or just just plays in general. There more plays on offense, more football need, plays, more, <laughs> just make more football plays, offensive, yeah. offensive, whatever. Yeah, abs- I, I, yes. all of it. Just it all needs to happen. Coming up, Mark Lyons will join us. We'll ask him how much Zach Wilson does he expect to see on Saturday. And the Red Sox were ruthless last night. What's the most savage moment in BYU sports history? We will discuss, and there's a bunch. This is BYU Sports Nation. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. It's the latest in Cougar sports with a social media twist. You can watch it right now on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. She tried to uh, steal the uh, the old wagon wheel. What? What's, yeah. What is the mascot, the Aggie mascot? What's its What's its name? I think, it, I think it's Bill Big, the Farmer. <laughs> Big Blue, I'm being told. Yeah. Big Blue is not very nice. Big Blue is the name of our truck. So how does that work? We have a cow for a truck. It's very confusing. <laughs> Welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Last night on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, the coach gave us the bad news about senior linebacker Zane Anderson. 
Fortunately for Zane Anderson, his season has come to an end, and he'll have surgery in the next week or so. Um, but we will redshirt him because he's only played in four games, and he'll be a senior for us next year. Think about it. If this new redshirt rule was not in effect, then Zane Anderson would just be done for his BYU career. Instead, he can come back next year, which is awesome. Finished the season with 36 tackles, which is still second on the team. Uh, one interception, one tackle for loss. Also, running back Squally Canada. His status for Saturday remains unclear. He did not practice yesterday. Lots of question marks heading into this one uh, against Hawaii. Hawaii's quarterback, Cole McDonald, announced that he will play in Saturday's game against the Cougars after sitting out last week. Through six games, just played six games, McDonald's thrown for 2,100 yards and 24 touchdowns. That is good enough for second in the nation. It's really good. Uh, Hawaii and UMass, by the way, the only two teams who have played seven as a team. Hashtag beat UMass. Yes, and Hawaii. Jimmer Fredette drops 41 points in the Shanghai Sharks' loss to the Houston Rockets last night. Uh, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals as well on the stat line. Jimmer and the Sharks play their next game against Bai Nanchung on October 21st. BYU men's golf places fourth at the Jerry Pate Collegiate Invitational. Peter Quest was the top finisher for the Cougars, taking home third place honors. Team has a short break. They'll be traveling to Stockton, California for the Pacific Invitational on October 25th. Lock your doors. Last night, following the Boston Red Sox American League Divisional Series win over the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium, the Sox boomed New York, New York, as they celebrated in the locker room. That's a savage moment, is it not? Very savage. So savage, right? So savage. Okay, let, so let's discuss uh, the following. What's the most savage moment in BYU sports history, or moments? What comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, like, th- the first thing that actually came to mind, because of what they did, blaring the music, I immediately thought of taking uh, the uh, the Jump Around song yeah. at Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, I don't, know if, I don't know if BYU meant that as, like, a, a savage thing to do, or uh, they were just enjoying it. Yes, but it is savage. But Sorry. it is savage, yeah. yeah. So that's immediately the first thing that came to my mind. The, the other two have to do... <laughs> with, uh, surprisingly, games against Utah. Interesting. Uh, savage moment was an actual play, and yeah. that was Beck to Harleen. There yeah. was, there was oh. nothing more savage than that at Rice-Eccles Stadium. At the buzzer, I wide mean, open? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it was, it, that was savage. The other one is Max Hall's I hate Utah comments after the win. Like, that was savage. You could argue that's the most savage yeah. moment in BYU. Th- those are the ones that immediately came to mind. Yes. <laughs> I was in the room. And... Uh, he he was he said a comment and then Patrick Kinahan said, "Tell me how you really feel." Almost joking. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. And, and then Max did. Yes. And then Max did. Uh, other moments that come to mind. Those are great ones, Jason. Uh, other moments uh, in 2009, going into halftime against Oklahoma, your boy Max Hall says, "We're gonna win." He's yelling to the crowd, but there's a, a handheld camera on the sideline for ESPN that's capturing this audio. We're gonna win. That was a savage moment. He called it, and they, they won. They won. 2006. John Beck and the Cougars win the Mountain West title at home against New Mexico. Get the trophy. John Beck says to the crowd, we're going to beat those guys up north. Calls a shot. And they did. Maybe the it's all second. about just calling your shot. Okay, more BYU and Utah moments. Crazy enough. <laughs> 1977, sophomore Mark Wilson broke a single-game NCAA record, 571 passing yards, in a 38-8 win over the Utes. The Cougars kept him in the game to break the record. That was savage. Look, when there's a record on the line, I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, an- do you, another do you one. you think Utah wouldn't have kept a player in to get a record against BYU? Come I don't on. put in anything past me. Come on. Okay, 1989, 21st-ranked BYU, led by sophomore Todd Etmer, 
beats Utah 70 to 31. The Cougars were up 49 nothing in the second quarter, kept pouring it on to the tune of 63 to 10 by the end of the fourth. Those were good times. Those were good times. 1992, Byron Rex scores a TD at Hawaii. Uh, yells some profanities uh, at the crowd, later apologizes. <laughs> Tevita Ofengawe uh, made a, a certain uh, uh, motion around his neck after Luke Staley scores the touchdown. And 2010, let's end with this. BYU men's hoops beats Utah State 78-72 in Provo. As soon as the game's over, BYU's Jumbotron shows the following message. So Dear Utah State, enjoy the loss. Heart, your big brother BYU. The student running that particular part of the Jumbotron from uh, the IT department Quickly was looking for a new job right after that. <laughs> Those are savage moments in BYU sports history. Yeah. Tweet at me if you have any better ones than that. Uh, yeah, and we have a few more we don't have time for. Our question of the day. Uh, if Zach Wilson starts on Saturday, what do you expect to see from him? At Hipwell331 on Twitter. I don't expect him to start, but I would love to see him get to play early in the first half. Give him a series, see what he does. If he's moving the offense and they score a touchdown, I would say leave him in for the remainder of the game. I... Fully expect Zach Wilson early in this game, if he doesn't start. Yeah, I would. I would think. Um, well, why not? Every option's on the table. Starting him, bringing him in earlier than normal. I don't think every option's on the table. What, the option of not playing him at all. I think he's playing. Well, if, I believe he's will play if in the Tanner's game. Tanner's coming out and you know doing his best Cole McDonald impression. Why can't Tanner Mangum do his best Tanner Mangum impression? I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's not a guarantee. If, if Tanner's lighting it up, you're not making any switch. I would love for that to happen. I would love for somebody to light up the scoreboard. It's been a little while. BYU has scored more than 30 points this year. Let's go. Coming up, what does Mark Lyons expect to see from Zach Wilson on Saturday against Hawaii? And next, where does Mark think the defense needs to improve the most against a really good Hawaii uh, offense in Cole McDonald? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The place to watch the Cougars warm up before a game is on Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. You can join us Saturday night, 9 Eastern, as the Cougars prepare to face the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Also, radio pregame will be getting underway at 8 Eastern time. 8.15 or 8 Eastern? 8 Eastern. Oh, you're doing or Excuse eight. me, 8.15, you are correct. Say. I'm not doing it. Oh, you're not doing ben it? Ben so Bagley. Care. No, 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 no. Ben Bagley is doing it. I will be traveling back with BYU Women's Soccer from Pepperdine. Oh, very nice. Oh, what a tough trip for you. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. If Zach Wilson starts on Saturday, what do you expect to see from him? At Tavita underscore Mac on Twitter. If Wilson starts, I expect to see the field open up more because of his ability to run. I do also expect to see some mistakes. I think it's fair. Yes, it's... For a first-time yes, starter, absolutely. even if he was a senior, let alone a freshman. For more on that, let's go to the Deseret First Credit Union hotline and get out to the 38-year veteran as the BYU football radio analyst, Mark Lyons. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, pretty frustrated right now. I'm sitting here in traffic at Point of the Mountain trying to get down there just to see you guys. That's what we heard. It's some pretty gnarly traffic, but we appreciate you uh, jumping on the phone and chatting with us. So, Mark, we've got an interesting... We've got an interesting matchup here. Uh, we'll break down uh, Hawaii's quarterback, Cole McDonald, saying he's playing. But first, uh, we're talking about if Zach Wilson plays for BYU and potentially starts. We'll see. What do you expect from him in his first go, uh, potentially as a starter? 
Well, I do think it helped him a lot to be in a couple games already. So he's been on the field. He had that experience. You never forget the first time you run onto the Lavelle Edwards field. And so he's had that. Now he's going to have a chance to come out and play football in a meaningful situation. And uh, I think that he's going to be pretty level-headed. He's going to take a few chances. I heard you guys talking about it. Uh, But I also think they're going to run – a little bit of an ordinary offense for him, somewhat to run control early in the game and then uh, allow him to make throws that he's comfortable with and then allow him to you know, work his way up to where he's going to be able to just compete as a normal quarterback. There were, were – it was only three and a half minutes, and there were a lot of things that you can say, well, you know, at that point the game was over – uh, Utah State wasn't playing as tough a defense because they knew that the game was was not in doubt. What did you see out of Zach Wilson in those three and a half minutes as he worked the ball down the field and ultimately into the end zone? Well, uh, the part I loved was when he scrambled and he got through the line pretty cleanly. And then he just broke the ankles of that defensive back for Utah State. He made a move to the left, a move back to the right, and the guy starts to anticipate. Usually you don't make a third move. And then he made that move back to the left, and the guy went to the ground. And uh, that was pretty impressive to see that uh, he was able to set that up so well and uh, execute it so well. You get, you know, when you're as a quarterback, when you start to scramble, you're in a semi panic mode because you've already changed what was supposed to happen. And so for him, many times as you come out of there, you try to run faster than you can. And uh, he was under control, did a great job on that move. Uh, I was impressed with that. And then you know, he threw the ball accurately. Uh, Shumway made a great catch on that back shoulder throw. But uh, uh, I felt like he was having some fun. Glad that he was a quarterback at BYU. Zane Anderson's out for the year. Uh, he's going to return next year since he can redshirt with the new rule, which is great news. Uh, what kind of impact do you yeah. think that makes on the BYU defense? I do think that Zane's a big part of being able to cover. That He's a good cover guy. He's got good speed. His size was, a, I thought, going to be a little bit of a limitation for that outside backer on the run game, but his coverage skills are going to hurt not having him there against this uh, run-and-shoot offense of Hawaii. And, man, they are impressive. Uh, they do a lot of really good things. Uh, I know the next question is going to be, how's BYU going to defend it? Is that the next question? How's it it actually was. How, how's BYU going to defend it, Mark? Well, let me tell you what I think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, he gets rid of the football so quickly, it's going to be hard to pressure. Usually the answer for me is always get some pressure on the quarterback, making him uncomfortable. But uh, I think you have to use Army's uh, blueprint. They came out and played tight man-to-man. They rushed three men many times and got two sacks that I saw in the game uh, just with a three-man rush. So uh, if they come out and play man-to-man, he can't release the ball as early as he wants to because he's a little bit cautious now that there's somebody running with his receivers. And he also overthrew receivers. He wasn't nearly as accurate. So if BYU has enough skill to be able to run with the first three seconds of those receivers, I think that's the way you're going to make him a little bit uncomfortable. So I'm... I'm, uh, BYU hasn't played a lot of man, 
But uh, I do think that this is a week that maybe they work on it, try and get ready with it, and uh, take away that quick-release pass to those receivers and then bring three or four uh, with eight guys back there. Army defended quite well, so they still had a safety back there along with their man cover. Mark, I thought that was a pretty good strategy. Well, it certainly worked. What, Not necessarily just for this week, but in general moving forward, what area of the defense do you think needs to be improved the most? Well, I, I think it. <laughs> I, I would like to see more pressure. I would like to see more blitz. I, I've expressed it too many times, but uh, my feeling is uh, force your opponent to beat you. So if you are aggressive and attack, you force them to make the plays to beat you. When you sit back, you know, it was, I'm talking about the Washington game, BYU played mostly zone, people were wide open, quarterback had plenty of time, and it was easy for them. They were just able to move it, and they were comfortable all the time. And so I want to make it uncomfortable, force them to make a big play to beat you, and if they do, well, they did it, Other than, rather than maybe sitting back and letting them chip away, chip away, chip away, and still score points. Let's finish with this, Mark. Uh, you had the privilege of working with the late, great Paul James, who passed away Saturday for 20 years. Uh, what do you remember most about your relationship with P.J.? Well, I, I could talk. Uh, you have, what, uh, 10 minutes left? Uh, well, we, we need to leave time for Dennis Pitta. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, Paul was just, uh, what a great friend. I really appreciated the chance to work with him. Uh, I know everybody has been uh, very complimentary, but uh, there were so many things that uh, he taught me and helped me with, and uh, we were good friends. We uh you know, other we'd go to dinner and get an ice cream cone and uh, things like that. We chatted often about uh, things other than what we were doing. Uh, but I was so impressed. The thing that impresses me the most, there's two things. He was very professional, and just uh, his inflection in his voice in his broadcast just added excitement to me. And then the second part of it is uh, he was so skilled in so many areas. So he came to BYU in 1965, the same year I did, and he flew on our uh, travels with us when we traveled to games, and he would do card tricks and uh, sleight-of-hand things, uh, magic. He was uh, he hypnotized us the night before the UTEP game in our room, <laughs> which was pretty funny at the time. <laughs> hypnotized you? <laughs> we ended up beating UTEP the next day, and... So his hypnotism, in his hypnotism, he says, every time you hear the word ready, break, your mind will be clear. You'll know what you're going to do in the next play. Every time you hear ready, break, you're going to be able to perform at the level that you want to. And so uh, I remembered the, the next day when we were playing, when I would say ready, break, it kind of came to me as, uh, yeah, I'm going to make this play a good one. <laughs> so it was kind of entertaining. Well, fantastic. But, uh, boy, he... You know, he did so many good things. Fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're all going to miss him. And I know you and Greg uh, worked with, with PJ for a long time, and we all have a relationship, uh, whether it's just listening or having worked with him. So uh, he will be missed. But, Mark, we appreciate the time, and we look forward to uh, the call on Saturday on the radio. Well, I do, too. It's got to be a turnaround, and I think this has got to be the week. So you've got to see uh, 
they work so hard at practice, I, it's going to break out and it's going to come to fruition. They're going to have a good game pretty soon here. So uh, I think it's going to happen this week. Okay, amen to that. Mark, Mark. I appreciate the time. Thank you, you guys. I'm still driving down, though, even though I've been an hour and 20 come, here. Come on down. Come, come down. We'll hang out. Thanks, Mark. That's Mark <laughs> Lyons right. on the okay, Deseret First lunch. Credit Union Hotline. Uh, great stuff from Mark, as always. Hypnotizing. Hypnotizing. That's, That's a great story. That's, funny. That's great. Coming up, <laughs> BYU loses a player while Hawaii gains one. Plus, Jimmer gets buckets and lots of them in an NBA preseason game. If the whip is next, this is BYU Sports Nation. Ready, break. Thanks to today's guest, radio analyst Mark Lyons, uh, senior receiver Dylan Colley as well. Sorry to Dennis Pitta in spite of Mark Lyons' pleadings. No time. If you missed any of today's show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play coming up this week. Which Powell linebacker for the Cougars? In the meantime, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Head coach Kalani Satake announces Zane Anderson will be red-shirting for the remainder of the 2018 season due to a shoulder injury. In his four games this year, Anderson has 23 solo tackles, 36 total tackles, and one interception. Anderson will be back next season. The nation's second basketball. Leading, nope. The nation's second leading passer by yards and touchdowns to Hawaii's Cole McDonald announces he will play in Saturday's game against BYU after sitting out last week through seven games. Uh, six of which he's played in. McDonald has thrown for 2,100 yards and 24 touchdowns. Basketball. Jimmer Fredette drops 41 points in the Shanghai Sharks' loss to the Houston Rockets last night. Jimmer and the Sharks play their next game against Bai Nancheng on October 21st. Golf. We decided we're going to do it for BYU. Are we doing it? Yes. Right? Yeah. BYU men's golf places fourth at the Jerry Pate Collegiate Invitational. Peter Quest was the top finisher for the Cougars, finishing in third. It's a little too loud. A rising child goes to Zane Anderson. Fantastic season for Zane. Bummer is out. Look forward to Zane next season. Absolutely. Okay. Question Our, of the day. Sorry. What is it, Jason? Our question of the day. If Zach Wilson starts on Saturday, what do you expect to see from him? Okay. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. It's from at Nickley51 on Twitter. Touchdowns! You know, that thing that happens when you cross the big white line after the one-yard line. I miss those days. That is savage. <laughs> that was right savage, there. too. That is savage right there. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I thought I was going to sh- throw the football. Right. Show on demand All at right. BYUSN.com. I got to make sure it gets thrown. Sometimes they cut away. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason Shepard, I'm Jerem Jordan. Shout out to Dennis Brewster. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Beat the boat. Beat the bows.